Hello there. Uh, we're back with another episode of Sheeple's Army, your favorite anti-fascist, anti-apostrophe podcast. My name's Tyler. I'm Justin. And I'm TJ. And now, so, TJ, what's up with the anti-apostrophe thing? Why don't we have an apostrophe? The font won't do it. The font won't do it. Every time I try to add one, it just changes fonts on me. <laughs> so you heard it here first. That's why we don't have the apostrophe. Because our favorite a, font... the free version of a graphic design app on my phone for this. All right, so... And that's fine. That's how we're doing it here. We're just kind of, we're kind of rolling with it, right? Yeah. When um, people start donating money, then we can, uh, <laughs> we can bump up to that premium version. So, okay. Yeah, we're starting a uh, build the wall uh, companion. Oh <laughs> Dude, that's a good way to make some money. Um, <laughs> so Justin and TJ, I didn't actually, I didn't get to tell you guys about this. I, I want to kind of tell you guys a little bit about what happened last week after we recorded episode one. Um, so tell, tell us, please, Tyler. Yeah. So as you guys will probably remember, we recorded sort of late at night, right? So I went to bed not too long afterwards um, and I was actually sleeping very soundly that night um, until I heard my phone go off at two in the morning. Do you guys think you know who might have been calling me at two in the morning? Let's hear it. Any idea? No. no guesses? Are you Batman? Come on. Was it the commissioner? It was, okay, friend of the pod? <laughs> George No. Sanders. Yes. That was who it was. So, okay. George, George is calling me at two in the morning. So, so I do the thing that you got to do in this situation, right? Uh, I, I sort of reach over my wife who's in bed next to me to get to the phone. Uh, side note, she's very beautiful. Uh, and she's like, oh, who is it? And I say very calmly, I say, it's no one, honey, go back to sleep. Uh, and I take the phone, I take the phone off the thing, right? And I say, Jesus Christ, Georgie, do you have any idea what fucking time it is? He totally just that with an Italian accent. And that, I don't know. I don't know what got into me. I got I got sort of Italian when he was calling me. I was upset because I was. Going on there. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was disturbed from my sleep. Right. Is that what we're hearing right now? He 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 pissed me off. He pissed my wife off. But I know I at the same time, I know where our bread is buttered. Right. That's true. Um, so. So he does butter our bread and is. he understood. He understood that I snapped out <laughs> a little bit, else. but uh, so he just sort of brushed it off. And this is what he said to me. Listen here, kid, that sheeple's army thing was some really good stuff. I want more next week. Let's keep the ball rolling on this deal. All right. You guys know that meme where it's like this super cucked looking guy. And he's just like, he's just like, yes, honey. Or like healthcare, yeah. please. That, that, that was me in this situation. Right. Um, because like I said, I know where our bread is buttered. George Soros demands more sheeple's army. Exactly. You heard it here first. And what that's why getting out of this out of curiosity. I, well, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. For a second, <laughs> but anyways, it, it brings me great pleasure to inform our <laughs> listeners that we are now official. We are approved and we are here to stay. That's it. Um, we're approved. Yeah, we're approved. He, he approved. approved. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. Let's see. Should we, uh, we've got some hate mail that we wanted to get into today. We do have some good hate mail already. So it's always nice to hear from fans. Always nice. Yeah. Um, so 
basically what happened last week, we we just made the Twitter account. I was just, you know, trying to kind of get our feet wet a little bit, get the Sheeple's Army name out there. Um, I followed a lot of interesting people. Um, I followed I followed some left wing people who who are cool, and then I followed some also some not cool people, right? Like some uh, like Andy No, for example. I followed him. Um, he t- so. Basically, Andy knows thing like what this guy does is he so as much as the the right wing kind of likes to complain about like cancel culture and like shaming and stuff like that, his career is basically him tweeting to his like 700,000 followers, the pictures of mug shots and like full names of people who are arrested at protests. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of what he does. Right. He makes like kill lists for neo-confederate organizations exactly yeah um so he tweeted a video of basically uh it was a college student it was there was a protest going on and it was a college student and some trump supporters were yelling at each other right and this this college student said something that was sort of it was sort of cringy it was not a good thing to say um they said i'm a college student i have an education when they were yelling at these trump supporters and I basically, so, okay, for anybody who doesn't know how the, uh, the bird hell site works, the quicker you reply to a thread or like a, like a tweet, the more people are going to see it, right? So I did a sort of childish thing and I, I kind of trolled a little bit. I typed something out really fast and, and, I, and I'm admitting this was kind of childish, but basically I said, this is, this, so this was the sheeple's Ran army. Tweet. For us, Tyler. Yeah, Ran this was the you. sheeple's army tweet. A college student saying something sort of cringe could never measure up to the cringe of flying American, Trump, and Blue Lives Matter flags on top of a platform in the middle of traffic. Fucking embarrassing. And I added the little cry, like emoji laughing, crying, like face that you do when you're trolling, you know? And so (laughs) because I tweeted this... Right. So because I tweeted this so quickly... I got like 50 pieces of hate mail in reply. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were upset with, with this. Um, I, I struck a nerve, right? What, uh, what are some of the highlights, you guys? I've got a good one. This comes from uh, at Tater Salad 69 Nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, this is what he had to say. Uh, he said uh, he has eight followers. High as podcast must be banging. <laughs> Hell yeah! And so, a bunch of a uh, bunch of emojis. The, so that was a that was kind of a good roast, right? And then but, we have uh, I have one more. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This comes from uh, at two three zero underscore section. Okay. It's only cringe because you've been successfully programmed by Soros. He's not wrong. He's, He's not. Told, wrong. As it's, I laid out, actually, at the yeah. Be- <laughs> yeah. We're the we're the test stage, the end test stage of development for podcasting robots. <laughs> programmed yeah programmed yeah <laughs> oh my god soros is extremely effective he's programmed a lot of daddy soros that's why we that yeah exactly because <laughs> it's what we're programmed to do um <laughs> i literally so, can't help myself yeah um tyler so, i think you had another good one directed at you is oh yeah right? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Or did did you have it or you want me to read it? No, I've got, you go for it. Okay, yeah, I've got a few. Um Jimmy Joe 77. 
son James. That's his real name. <laughs> That's not his real name. There's no way. Um, so he says, and I'm sorry. I know my mom is is a listener to the show, so I'm I'm sorry, mom. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, he, Tyler's he, mom. Say, yeah, he says your mom's birth of you was embarrassing. <laughs> Tyler's mom would love to have you come on the pod and let us know. Yeah, yeah. So I act personally thought it was extremely based when my mom gave birth to me, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then there was another one that I, I, I think what happened was they deleted it. I'm not positive, but I can't find it. But they basically, they told me to light myself on fire. Um, they told me to, it, it was because they were referring to the, the like Antifa protester where, where, a pro, where that, that situation where a protester had been lit on fire and they told me to do that to myself. Um, so that was nice. That was nice to get, to get some of these messages. I'm kind of scrolling now. Um, Always great to hear from fans. Fans yeah, like yeah, we love to hear from fans. Um, oh, this guy says uh, double ma- so uh, double major in women's studies and sociology. I'm sure. Uh, I didn't. I didn't double major in women's studies. I did minor in sociology. Um, Feels like kind of close. So kind of close. Honestly, a lot of uh, a lot like- of these people they're not they're not too far off with some of it, right? Uh, so at least they're in they're in tune. Hey, I'm to kind a whiny of, gas bag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 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 somewhat in tune to what's going on at least. Um, let's see. Also some uh, some cultural Marxism uh, references, yeah. right? Uh, and Justin fucking replied to the thread, even though I told him not to. Because I just I wanted to get people to explain to me what the fuck <laughs> cultural Marxism means. <laughs> yeah, I think cultural Marxism is like a a catch all for any sort of like. Um, anytime you apply like a critical theory to something yeah. like like race or gender, yeah. it, I, I so think it, it's the if you're not doing the white supremacist thing, then you're doing the culturally Marxist thing. Right. If you yeah. if you cultural if if you what, apply you a critical lens to an issue, you're doing a cultural Marxism. That's what they call it, doing a cultural Marxism. That's what they call it. Yeah. Would you put that on a shirt? I think it's a reverse <laughs> cultural we, want, or we should make a poster that's like a sheep with like dressed as Uncle Sam and it's like we want you to do <laughs> cultural Marxism. To do a cultural Marxism. <laughs> do one cultural Marxism every day. Do you think doing cultural Marxisms is cool? <laughs> yeah. That'd be grand. This is your brain on cultural Marxism. Perfect. This would be a good meme for us. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, a lot of replies, and of course, the people you guys can go and you guys can go and look at these too. Um, yeah, there's some there's some Nazis in there. There's Nazis, yeah. There's definitely Nazis. I'm not. There's like a lot of that Pepe, the the Pepe the Frog yeah. meme going on. Um, but which, you should follow. Hit the follow. Maybe I will. Yeah, maybe maybe we. No, will. no, no, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Listeners should hit the follow on us, not on the Nazi Frog account. That's uh, at Sheeple's Army Pod on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Follow Thank us you. at Sheeple's Army Pod on Twitter, and then what's our IG? Um, I think it's the same. Uh, it's just Sheeple's Army on Instagram. Sheeple's Army. Cool. We're lacking followers on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get Post that. Lots of pictures of sheep. On Instagram, I don't think. <laughs> So, okay, guys, let's, uh, let's, let's transition into, uh, so what's going on in the world right now? What, so we've got this, we've got fire, the West coast is on fire, right? It's basically on fire. Yeah. TJ and I are in Oregon right now, currently experiencing, uh, the, apparently like the worst air quality in the world, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, us, Seattle, San Francisco, 
and then it's like Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and TJ had kind of like, I mean, you had an experience with this this week that was, that was no, that, that was not good. Right. TJ. Yeah. Me and, uh, my family got evacuated. So we live in Canby, which is about, uh, 30 minutes South of Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were still, I mean, we were about 15 minutes from the nearest fire, um, that we were a bit farther out from the, the bigger ones. Um, but we just kind of watched it go from like, uh, like level one to level two. And then the level three area was creeping pretty close. So we mm-hmm. uh, evacuated um, and we were, we just came back today actually. So tonight will be the first night in about a week that I am back in my house, which is nice. Um, but we were super lucky. Like my, some of my family that lives up North a bit took me in. Uh, my partner had uh, surgery and the hospital comped a room. Um, and then a dog, doggy daycare watched our dog for uh, basically like pay what you want. So we That's were taken awesome. care of. So we, we had, uh, you know, we were a lot luckier than a lot of people. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people nice. are like in parking lots right now. Um, yes. A lot of people are in parking lots. Um, a lot of uh, houses, towns are, are burning in the Southern Oregon um, mm-hmm. in California too. There's about uh, 30 fires going on in California. Um, and I was talking to my little sister who her boyfriend is a firefighter down there and he's just been being moved around all over the place. Yeah. Um, Cause they are just lacking with firefighters. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that was started, well, the big one, the, the El Dorado fire, which is like the, the big one is taken around 10,000 acres was started from that gender reveal party. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to? One was started from that. Jesus. You know what's crazy is uh, yesterday too. I was like with my brother-in-law, and we were driving to the store in his neighborhood, and some there was like a group of people outside in like the smoke-filled air having a gender reveal party. Oh my what the god. Fuck? Yeah. Wait. The, what? It's like <laughs> mind-blowing. I mean, okay. Does a gender reveal party always involve some kind of like pyrotechnic? bullshit no. okay <laughs> like i think the one that i saw had like uh, balloons and you, uh-huh. you like okay. dropped the balloon and it was either like pink or blue like okay. confetti that came out okay that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my entire life did you hear that the uh the the creator of the gender reveal party or the per- person who first popularized it she was like calling for everyone to stop doing it yeah she's like this she, is she fucking stupid stop. no one cares what your ugly ass baby's gender is <laughs> yeah like they do not give a fuck about your baby's penis stop I, doing this i i also think that like part of the problem with this is like no matter what i don't think gender par- gender reveal parties are gonna go anywhere like i think this is gonna keep happening because it's like yeah. it's kind of like one of the most american things you can possibly do right which is like you know, you get to, so, okay, for one, you get to kind of begin the gender socialization process before your child is even born, right? So, and it's like, mm-hmm. we love doing that kind of thing, right? Um, and then, too, you get to use, like, dangerous explosives. That's like, it's yeah. it's like a, it's like the perfect combination of, of things that we love. I, just, well, I don't know if it's always dangerous explosives, but I, I, I feel but like you get to some you, sort of, like firework or something involved right i'm just saying you you get to do it though right oh it's It's, like an excuse it's it's an excuse yeah exactly um totally really crazy i think one thing that's worth noting is that gender reveal parties are pretty recent inventions Mm -hmm. you know 
Mm-hmm. It's not something that's been happening for a very long time, and like in all likelihood, it is a direct result of uh, like anxiety around like trans people gaining visibility and shit. Exactly, you know? it's it's like it's definitely like a reactionary phenomenon, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, um, and apparently, I was reading too that like something similar happened in Arizona in 2017. It was like yeah, a- this is like the second one that started like a major <laughs> fire. Dude, and, uh, and in Arizona, it resulted in like a forty-seven, like forty-seven thousand acres of land being burned and like eight million dollars in damages. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so gender reveal parties are really are really racking up the uh, the damages at this point. They've uh, killed I more mean, people than Antifa. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yes, I mean it's, it's it's pretty crazy, and I was also reading too that like um, obviously like climate change is like a big factor here, Mm -hmm. right? Like absolutely everything's heating up. Um, but another big factor, especially for, uh, California was they stopped doing controlled burns this year because Mm -hmm. of COVID. Right. Um, so they, they banned controlled burns because they didn't want to expose people to like smoke. Um, -hmm. so you had all of this like old growth and like dry, uh, like growth, just like not being taken care of that just mm-hmm. contributed to these like massive fires. Jesus. Definitely. Yeah. And, and we don't have to spend too much time. I, I think we'll probably get more into climate change on like another episode, but like, I, I do have to say we we've seen like, who do we got? Like the, a lot of the democratic governors and kind of polit- like we've got Nancy Pelosi as well, talking about, you know, that this is a result, you know, uh, acknowledging that this is happening more frequently and, um, like at more dangerous levels because of climate change. Right. Totally. But these same, yeah. these same politicians are not really, you know, um, trying to kind of give us an adequate response to what they, what they admit is a crisis. Oh yeah. Um, I, 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 I like, I, I, I was just having this conversation yesterday. I like, I, I think it's time to actually start like asking Democrats, like the fundamental question of like, do you really accept the science in the way that you claim to? Because yeah, I mean, they're not, the heating- no. they don't give a shit. And obviously Republicans. So I guess there's been like, especially in Oregon, um, a lot of bills that have been recently like tried to pass that the Republicans keep like not mess, like not allowing. Cause it, it's usually involved with like climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like uh, a bunch of bills that would like help bolster like our forest service and like, mm-hmm. you know, modernize it a little bit and like allow all of these precautionary measures to take place to stop these kinds of things from happening. And they're just like not having it. <clears throat> Wasn't the uh, weren't the climate change bills like what um, sparked some of the lawmakers like flee into Idaho and stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was that was fucking crazy. That's what we're dealing with. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, no. So of course, yeah, the Republicans out- deny it outright. And I'm just, I guess I'm what I'm trying to say with the Democrats is that, like is though is like it's on you guys if you're the ones that accept the science then, you know, fucking present something that is going to actually address it. Yeah, do something besides yeah. saying that you understand. Exactly, the yeah. The thing is, like, if they, like, that's all they can do, because, like, they're absolutely committed to not actually doing anything to structurally change, like, how, right. they're, how they're be, in this country. They're beholden to the same interests that are funding the the denial of the Republicans. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. 
Of course. It's all about that money, baby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, if they were actually going to argue for, like, justice-oriented policies, they would, like, have to include economic justice in some ways, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there's no way to fight climate change and not fight that aspect of it as well, so. Exactly. um, Yeah. And that's, like, that's part of the thing with the Green New Deal. And and obviously, that's why Nancy Pelosi has, and the rest of the establishment has been, like, extremely hostile to it, right? Because it doesn't Mm -hmm. only call for, like cutting emissions it, 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 i mean it, it calls for in order to do that uh we have to like fundamentally look at the way we we distribute resources differently yeah um, yeah exactly yeah and yeah um let's see what else do we got you guys um it came out in the news recently this is just kind of a fun aside um but mm-hmm. came out in the news recently that while uh, on a trip to North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un uh, winked at Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, <laughs> and when Trump found out, he uh, asked her to take one for the team and oh uh, to sleep God. with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. I know that's it's like just, sexist of me to say. It's like but really that's like insane. So funny. <laughs> Oh I think God. it's just like an objectively absurd situation. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Should we uh, should we get into this the Michael Rynell thing that we kind of wanted to talk about last time, but there there wasn't really any yeah. information on it. Yeah, that um, sounds good. Um, yeah, so I was telling Tyler this. I uh, watched the documentary that. Well, no, I guess it was like a, a short interview that Vice um, broadcast with him. Um, mm-hmm. They had like a couple clips of him speaking, and then they had a bunch of commentary from a like a leftist journalist. Um, about like why leftists are bringing guns to rallies and stuff and, and all that. So it was actually a pretty good, um, like well-framed piece. Um, but, um, I'll just kind of start with the basics of the, the case and y'all can jump in whenever. Sure. Um, but so, um, Michael, uh, right now, so he is someone who's been like really active at the Portland protests. He's been, like getting hit with rubber bullets and like, you know, uh, kind of facing off with Nazis and stuff. In July, he was actually shot in the arm while trying to break up a fight. And then in the fall in uh, August, um, he was uh, in Portland that one night when like all of the tr- uh, like Trump rally goers from salem came up to portland to like harass people and stuff and like drive through the streets and like a huge truck brigade it was like really i think it was like several hundred trucks like a bunch of people just like harassing people and like running into protesters and spraying people with mace and shit um and so i think that was the situation was um like one of these one of these chuds one of these right-wing guys he like came up to Michael Rynell and another guy, and he, like, started trying to mace them, and then Michael Rynell shot him. Uh, dude died. Um, I don't think he died right away. I think he died a little bit later on. Um, but then, uh, you know, obviously, like, right-wingers started going rabid for this, you know? And it was right, like I, a, I think his, his sister was waking up to, like, death threats and stuff. Um, yeah. They identified yeah. him pretty quick, and he started to get a lot of death threats, I think. Right. As well. 
And even though it was it was interesting because it kind of took a little bit of time, I felt like for them to officially say that this was like the person that they were looking for. Yeah, um, yeah. He was walking around for a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like he saw that like fucking uh, the attorney general William Barr and like other like top level people. I think Trump as well were like calling for him to be like pretty much executed in the street and shit. Um. They weren't really saying that, you know, ex- exactly. They were saying law and order and he must be punished severely or whatever. Exactly. But, but that's kind of the subtext, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you can see like that that very plainly is the subtext by what happened next, which was um, he was in uh, like a small town in Washington, I think about 150 miles north of Portland. Um and he was, according to the testimony of one of his neighbors, who is uh, like a pastor, he had a cell phone in one hand and he had a gummy worm in the other. Yeah. And um, he was going out to his car from an apartment complex and two unmarked cop cars pulled up and without identifying themselves and without attempting to arrest him, they just started opening fire on him. Yep. Um, he like ducked behind his car and they like, I think they fired like 24 shots at him. He didn't fire a single shot. They haven't been able to produce a gun um, from the event. So he yeah, apparently he had a gun like on him, but like, no, it is like no indication that like it was out or anything or that he like had it like even on his person could have been in his car or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, so, or he didn't have one. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. And no, this is fucking, I mean, my, like, honestly for me, like th- this was an assassination to me. Um, like, like you, oh, like yeah. you kind of said, I mean, like, I, I think that he killed their ideological partner and they mm-hmm. retaliated. Yeah. Um, at least that that's kind of what it seems like. I know it, it sounds like there may have been some sort of like conflicting witness reports. Um, yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people said that he had a gun. Right. And some people said that he like fired on the police officers, but there's no actual evidence of that, you know? Yeah, exactly. I um, mean, what a city, shitty situation. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, t- to, to be honest, you guys can disagree with me if you want. It's fine. I, I don't think that he was justified in shooting someone because he was pepper sprayed. Uh, sure. But, but I think besides that, I like it was an obvious like retaliation by the police. Yeah. Definitely. And that's that's really like the thing, the thing to, to get to here. Right. Um, yeah. Because well, so I. I want to just like hop in real quick on the pepper spray deal like that. Is, that shit is a deadly weapon, you know? Like, um, so, I mean, like, I think that it is, I think, totally legit to say, like, that is maybe, like, too strong of a reaction to that. But I think also mm-hmm. that we underestimate, like, how lethal stuff like pepper spray can be. Pepper spray is it, pepper spray is definitely bad, but people aren't buying pepper spray to kill someone. Sure. You don't buy pepper spray with the thought that, like, oh, I'm going to use this to kill someone. Um, yeah, it's true. But people do die from that shit. People you know? can die from it, but it's... I don't think it's that often, and I feel like most of the time it, it has to do with like other underlying issues because it's like a respiratory thing. Again, yeah, like, totally. just, I'm not justifying but, this. Like, I he was assassinated. I truly believe that the police yeah. mm-hmm. like charged with like, um, you know, everyone basically calling for him to be like we said, like murdered in the street or apprehended or punished or whatever. Um, totally. I just think the situation is like all, all around, and I think also like especially if we're if we're going to criticize, it's not the same situation, but. And we're going to criticize 
Kyle Rittenhouse, then like we also have mm-hmm. to kind of follow through on that. Um, well, you know, I, I hear that definitely, but I mean, I think if you look at who is the aggressor, right? In like both situations, it's the like right wing Nazi. Sure, like, no, like, totally. Like, I get it. I just, I, I just don't think that. I, and this is again coming from someone that like loves guns and like is all about mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think that being pepper sprayed is a justification for shooting someone. And I feel like I see a lot of people, a lot of people that were like, you know, good. And like, whatever, like that dude was maybe shitty. The dude who died, I don't know anything about him, but I think like making, like maybe you could potentially make him out to be like a martyr if that's your thing. But I think like, I've seen a lot of people like calling him like a hero for like killing this guy. Right. And like, you know, as shitty as that dude was, I, I don't think that like, this is the situation that is like, maybe should have happened. Calls for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, sure. That guy could have been a piece of shit. I, like, I, I, he definitely, probably was. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and 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 at the same time, kind of to what you're saying, TJ, I don't want them to have any reason to figure out some way to designate Antifa as a terrorist group. Um, totally, and that's that, a big thing well, too. This guy was very much like I'm Antifa, right? Which like sucks. he had like the, Here's the, the thing. tattooed on like, his neck. Yeah, I mean, like, that sucks. It's unfortunate when it happens. It's unfortunate when, like, the right wing weaponizes, like, you know, stuff cynically against the left. But, like, they're going to do that anyway. Like, people are defending Kyle Rittenhouse, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we should really be worried about, like, yeah, like, giving them more ammunition because they'll use literally nothing, you know? That's true. Sure. That is very true. I just, I don't know. I was, like, really conflicted when when looking into this and kind of reading stuff because it's, like... I mean, it sucks that, you know, it sucks that both of them died in, in this situation. Like, it's just like an all around, like, fucking, it sucks that this is where it's heading. And I feel like this is like just the beginning, honestly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, every every major fascist movement in the world has had, like, street gangs be a major component oh, yeah, of ours, you know? And also, I mean, and like, that's what we're seeing. Any sort of, like, revolution against the government, you know, this is like, there are deaths. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. It's just fucking rough situations. Rough times. Yeah. It is. Um, Do you see that Bill Barr said that the streets of America are safer now that uh, he's been assassinated? Dude, that is crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I will say, though, that it's also, like, so wild watching, like, the response from the right on, like, this situation and, all and, like, compared to the Kyle Rittenhouse situation where they were, like, saying that he should be president. Yeah. <sighs> God. Yeah, no, it's it's all in bad faith. Literally, that's the only thing that you need to know to understand what's happening. Crazy. <laughs> Do not believe anything on its face that comes yeah. out of those people's mouths. So, and, and it's hard to say if we're ever going to really know um, how the kind of the um, what we are kind of thinking was an assassination went down, right? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I guess that the yeah. witnesses' lawyer. Um, as well as others are calling for like an independent investigation and they, because they, I think it's so clear what happened. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, there's like very little doubt in my mind that, you know, I think like, yeah, I mean, how could it not? It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. They, like, yeah. they started firing on him when his back was turned. Yeah. <laughs> it's, also, it's just like the whole situation is like, I would be surprised honestly, if they had like captured him like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. We know what these people do. This is like what they're trained to do, honestly. 
Yeah. yeah. No, they only capture right wing terrorists exactly. alive. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just mass shooters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Only literally Nazis, you know? Yeah, no, there's like a, there's kind of like a culture within, um, broadly speaking, within law enforcement, um, where the left, I really, I mean, the left is absolutely the enemy. That's kind of, um, yeah. that's kind of how it's been historically. And there's no reason to think that that's changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I have family that's in law enforcement that I, I mean, I truly believe they're good people. But at the same time, like I've told them my thoughts on everything and like uh-huh. they agree that it's like shitty, you know, mm-hmm. and they're they're in the mindset of like, well, I can change it from the inside, which is like, obviously, as we know, not not really possible. Yeah. 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 True. Definitely. But, I mean, but a lot of people do think that way. Loads of people think that way, and, um, and I'm just I'm that that brings me that makes me think of that video of the old man being just like brutalized by those cops in uh, where, where in Rochester you guys, was that where it was, and, yeah. and 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 I think it was a thing where like one of the cops kind of like tried to stop and go help him because they realized that they literally just pushed this like extremely old man down and like hit his head on the pavement and one of them tried to go help and then like the like one of the other ones was like like stopped it yeah like yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the um, perfect like microcosm of like how hard it is to like fight back against a yeah. system like that with dude. And then it. like the people were like calling that old man like Antifa and saying that he was like an agitator. Yeah, <laughs> and like called like the blood fake. And there was like a video going around too of like um, like someone like a a group of people that were like quote unquote Antifa, uh, like arguing with him like he was like. A complete outside agitator i don't know it was just like people were really like digging into conspiracies for that one totally yeah i think all of, all of this shit is just like fodder for conspiracy theories we should definitely do a bit on QAnon. oh uh, our next episode to. we're going to but, um at some one point. thing that also what do you say at, at some point we definitely will yeah uh, we have to yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. um but yeah, one thing that I've been following recently, which has been really crazy, is like the uh, police officers' gangs in Los Angeles. Have you all heard about this? No. No? Yeah, so there are um, different gangs that have like different like rituals and shit where they have to like murder somebody uh, in order to be part of like a deputy's gang or whatever. What? Um, wow. Uh, yeah, and you might have heard of this uh, this case. It's been evolving in uh, LA over the past several months. But there's this is uh, a young man. I think he was like like twenty, maybe, maybe like nineteen. Andres Guardado um, and police. They like literally just like rolled up on him and he ran away. And then they like cornered him. And then he was like kneeling with his hands behind his head. And they shot him in the back of the head. And um, like this was the police tried to like wipe the security cameras nearby, but like somehow footage got leaked. Oh my God. Um, and uh, it turns out that he, the, the cop that shot him was like trying to get like a tattoo for the gang. Oh my so God. That's why I did it. It's fucking wild. fraternities, bro. We call those fraternities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally like a, Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, what do you call it at that point? It's like a state-sanctioned street gang. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Let's get into this. Uh, oh man, my uh, I can feel already my blood pressure as an as a kind of as a somewhat overweight Italian man. I can feel my blood pressure getting ready to rise as he's we, going full Guido. As we, as if we, there's any Italians listening to me right now, just fucking chill out. All right, I'm a lot of Here we go again. As I don't a, think Guido's a slur. I don't think so. It's fine. Um, so the uh, this Politico piece that came out about a week ago. So okay, it's entitled "Purity Test: Democrats Clash Over Biden Diversity Goals." I would just like to say anything that says purity test in the title probably like a bit like <laughs> a bit dodgy to use the words purity test. Yeah, no, it's it's extremely um, it's extremely dismissive. Well, okay, so I'm gonna just read like uh, I'm gonna read like a couple paragraphs from it. Um, so it says, "Quote: uh, Progressives have been calling on Biden to take a hard line in filling out his cabinet, with groups such as Justice Democrats and Sunrise Movement demanding that he pledge to appoint zero current or former Wall Street executives or corporate lobbyists to his administration. But Black Democrats on Capitol Hill and on K Street <laughs> say that's in direct conflict with the party's overarching diversity goals." And would keep many people of color, including those with ties to the financial world. Um, I'm just going to jump in and say um, exclusively those with ties to the financial world, right? Yeah, not including. <laughs> right. uh, from ascending to key positions long dominated by white males. Okay. So uh, right off the bat, um, this pledge would actually eliminate more white people from the running than black people for these positions, right? Because uh, high level, high level corporate and like finance posi positions are disproportionately filled by white people, right? Um, the pledge. Say, what is the percentage of like people of color that are actually in these positions that could be excluded from it, with this? It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's <laughs> like so. Like, yeah, they're, they're probably they're, much lower than almost any other group you could pick in society. Exactly. Yeah. So and and yeah. Again, the pledge says no Wall Street executives. Period. So uh, yeah, the, the, like the this is totally disingenuous, right? I mean, the, the, I guess this is yeah. You, you can you can, this you can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. This shit sucks, bro. This uh, as the only non-white person here, I say uh, you get a pass, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think the thing that really pissed me off about it was that like the way it was pitched on like social media. I think specifically on Twitter, like the first um, release they had of the article was "Black Democrats are urging Joe Biden to oh resist pressure from the left." Yeah, like, as if it was like all the all the like the black voters were like, "Hey, like we gotta yeah. protect our our like financial people." Like our yeah, the, the, the black working class rises <laughs> up and says, "You have to protect our investors." Like, are you fucking yeah. serious? I mean, that, I think that was what Malcolm X wanted. I just don't understand why this is an issue or how how it's an issue. Yeah, no, it's yeah, fucking. It's, it's, it's totally so. Okay, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah, no, what's what's happening here is identity politics are being co-opted by the elite solely for the purpose of just maintaining the status quo, right? It's it's completely dis disingenuous. Uh, you yeah. know, trying to say, so like we're going to have diversity within a corrupt system, right? Like particularly one that involves a, redor a revolving door between elite government and business interests. 
that's that is going to do absolutely nothing to improve the material conditions of like 99 percent of the population yeah right i mean yeah. it's like re representation is of course a good thing right like we but like we need people mm -hmm. of color who like who work doing things like teaching in, in these positions right not people yeah. from wall street like we need like working class people in these positions um yeah it's we need like real people exactly yeah. yeah this is just yeah oh man it's just the biggest horseshit and i think the worst thing about it for me is that i think that most of the people who read that are like that's dumb but mm -hmm. It's totally. like part of just like a general media project to sort of legitimize talking about like people of color in that way. And, and yeah, to black people in particular. It's like a trigger word. Like, yeah. Like Tyler was saying, it's like, you know, identity politics being co-opted. Mm -hmm. They just see that and automatically yeah. think if I don't agree with this, I'm a bad person. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I know I, I kind of went off on this a little bit uh, on Twitter. It's like, it's, it's also it's also an attempt like it's it's a part of this broader narrative where they've that they've kind of constructed to to suggest that like class politics are racist right yeah, it's like this exactly. this fits that's perfectly project. in with that um yeah, that's the project is that if you're talking about a, a class analysis of anything if you're talking about a material analysis mm -hmm. then you must believe that that is more important than racism it's like no it's like these things are actually like closely related <laughs> yeah exactly um and so then in terms of like, so that I know the piece, it, it said some, it's basically said like black congressmen and uh, people on K street. So like, it's like, uh, so these are members of the elite, right? The, the elite wants yeah. to have some amount of like representation within itself in order to appear, you know, woke, right? Because appearing woke is kind of like, that's, that's good. That's good for public perception, right? It's good um, for business and, right now. Yeah, exactly. Know? And it's like, so of course they're going to take this position because that's what their class interest is. That's the, it's, it's really, it's the same as the white Democrats who are in those same positions, right? Being sneaky, uh, trying to be sneaky. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, do you guys remember I, this, this brought up a lot of stuff from, uh, from 2016, the, uh, the prime, the Hillary versus Bernie primary uh -huh. um and, and and also stuff from from the the more recent one in, in 2019 and 2020 as well right yeah. um where you get this sort of the the, the like i was kind of saying the narrative is like why do leftists hate diversity so much right it's like it's infuriating it's, it's absolutely maddening like uh oh my god i was uh actually the other day i was or like about maybe a week ago or so i was watching um the one of the dudes from the Chapo Trap House podcast does like these streams where he where he kind of just like goes off and he he brought up the the thing that Hillary said in it was either 2015 or 2016 where I don't know the exact quote but she said something like you know if we break up the big banks tomorrow would that end racism would that end yeah. sexism do you remember that Justin yep yeah no I, I like wow. it's just like yeah, there's no one single policy that you can do that's going to yeah. end racism tomorrow or end sexism tomorrow, right? But it if, is it, exactly sorry. It's like exactly the same as Ben Shapiro tweeting like, "Oh, even if the U.S. met its Paris climate like <laughs> things, like you know, mm -hmm. like commitments, that would only be like eight percent of the way to solving climate change or whatever." It's just like it, yeah, 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 exactly. But... <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I guess like broadly speaking, like this is the liberal project now. It's like you you kind of you kind of try to attack the left 
from like the identity left, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, it's and it's tool. usually, it, sorry? It's another tool. It's another you tool, know? exactly. Yeah, it's used, it's like, so it's it, it stifles debate whenever, like whenever universal programs come up, right? That's like, that's another thing that kind of brings me back to, to 2016 when when hillary said the thing about like uh because bernie had proposed like free college for all right and hillary was like well why should trump's kids get to go to college for free do you remember that yeah and it's like it's such a small percentage of people like who like that's what we're going to use against universal programs which would absolutely disproportionately benefit people of color and every marginalized group that's like every right wingers like opposition to like universal like health care or or any like universal housing or anything like that it's like people people are going to take advantage of it I was like, sure. Yeah. And as someone who's like, my parents absolutely took advantage of like welfare, things like that. It's like, I'd rather have a small percentage of people taking care of these systems. If it means like, there's no homeless children or there's no houseless children. Yeah. And like, yeah. people are, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, you a, know, it's like, whatever. Yeah. It's like a human way of looking at it. <laughs> like, and the thing is like, there's always going to be shitty people that are going to try to exploit any system. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's like, if you think about like welfare versus like investment banking, like which attracts more people who are more dishonest and more prone to like <laughs> absolutely cheat the rules in their own favor. Dude. Yeah. And like, which one is, is more like money scammed out of like, yeah. obviously <laughs> which one's a bigger social problem. No one's saying like, they were, no one on the rights be like abolish the banks. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least they steal our money in an office building. Money, dude. <laughs> what you said, uh, DJ? Oh, I just said they put in the money to scam those. Or they put yeah. in the hours. They to got skin in the game, dude. They got skin yeah, in the exactly. game, unlike the rest of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just sitting on their couch, like eating hot Cheetos, just waiting for that check. Yeah. They're sitting and- in an office chair eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> Probably like. Yeah, like sexually harassing their fucking aide or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've and seen I guess Wolf of Wall Street. Th- I know what happens. <laughs> yeah, this is just. Uh, oh man, I mean, it it kind of it kind of shows us how how powerful racism actually is, like in this country, and like how it is used as a tool for both parties, right? Like for the Republicans, uh, it's, it's it's obvious. It's very straightforward, right? It kind of. It allows them to like play on hatred and fear of a, of a racialized other or others, but for the Democrats, mm-hmm. which is what we're seeing in this case, it's powerful to the extent that they can like appropriate uh, genuine anti-racist opposition into a more controlled form of opposition, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's like the cynical appropriation of ideas like diversity and inclusiveness, like things like that, that can be weaponized against the left and like against class analysis and politics. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's like if you look at every city that's painted, or I mean, (laughs) probably just about every city that's painted Black Lives Matter on a major street or renamed some shit. Yeah, like like DC did that and they're not coming a fucking dime. (laughs) Posting a black square on Instagram. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know, exactly. like, like, like we kind of talked about last week, right? Like the Democrats have kind of, they've determined that if they rename enough streets and use all the right language, that that's going to do it for them. That's going to, that's going to pull the voters over. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you know, it's solving income inequality won't solve racism, but 
painting a couple streets definitely will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, so why should we solve income inequality anyway, right? It's like, because what, what are you going to, you're going to distribute wealth away from LeBron James and Oprah? All right, exactly. well, let's keep LeBron James out of our mouth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can touch it on Oprah, but I'm not going to stand any games. Fucking so, you, so TJ thinks that, that LeBron gets to keep all his wealth after the revolution. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh man LeBron Will Smith Keanu Reeves Keanu taking some of Will Smith's cars Tony Hawk those four they're, they're safe oh my god Bob Ross it's like like what stops like a bad person with money is good people with money <laughs> <laughs> we just need to find the best people and just give them a lot of money that's what I'm saying. Okay, but to be real, if I feel like if anyone like deserves to be super rich, it's probably like Will Smith. No, it's not true. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> true, bro. Uh, like, I am Will legend. Smith is all right, but I mean, yeah. I am legend was a hit though. I'm also not. Yeah. Against, I'm not against like being wealthy. I guess. Yeah, that's where we're, we're we're gonna get in. We're gonna get into this on another episode. We're not ready for this. We're not ready for it. My blood pressure is already too high right now, you guys. Yeah, take it um, easy. We're, we're gonna yeah. We're kind of kind of. Hey, take it easy. Over yeah, here. George is I, actually. I think I'm getting paged right now. <laughs> George is listening in live. Yeah. On this, so. He's like, cut the feed. Cut the feed. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We're going off right here. Yeah, we are. We veered from our pre-approved script. <laughs> um, and, and guys, I don't think this next topic is going to help at all. Um, yeah, we had the. Tyler uh, might die tonight. Yeah, I know. I might not make it through. <laughs> what, 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 what did we have with Trump though? It was um, Trump knew COVID was bad. He knew it was bad. That's right. It was bad. Yeah. And. You knew it was very bad. <laughs> Some people are saying it's good. It's actually quite bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I promise I won't do a Trump impression. No, we don't. We don't need to get into that. Uh, <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. Bob Woodward was interviewing him like I don't know, fucking six months ago or something, and now just released that Trump said he was purposefully purposefully downplaying the coronavirus which like of course he was like why do we yeah. need this big revelation sorry wasn't he like but there's also interviews where he was like i never downplayed coronavirus <laughs> yeah definitely. yeah he's pretty much said any anything you could possibly say at this point right he's held every every possible position on multiple issues which is kind of fun to watch at least um well it's all, yeah especially since most of it is like on video yeah <laughs> yeah it's easily provable yeah. dude they would have thought like a hundred years bro. they would have thought like a hundred years ago that once you could film what politicians say like that would just be a game changer <laughs> yeah like yeah, it turns out it doesn't matter it just does not matter. <laughs> oh my god um like it blows my mind that anyone could think that like he handled any of this appropriately. Yeah, that's just straight up denial. Like denying what is right in front of your fucking face. He didn't even start wearing a mask yeah. like two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I lived with a guy who believed that coronavirus was a hoax. <clears throat> it was oh pretty weird. God. Yeah, I, I've, I've got a friend. TJ kind of knows him too. I would not call him my friend. You wouldn't call him your friend. Yeah. 
I would not even call him an acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> He's like deep into like QN on shit, which I feel like maybe yeah. our next episode episode should be on like we should do some Q stuff. Lies to like these sorts of things. Next episode. Definitely. All right, let's let's call it now. Next episode we're going to we're going to talk about QAnon. We're going to talk about red pilling. Oh my god, <laughs> TJ. Sh- we're going to talk about grill pilling. <laughs> we might talk-, talk about grill pilling. <laughs> um so so I saw that um basically the quote to um to Woodward on February 7th. So this is early on before everything shut down, right? Trump said, you just breathe the air and that's how it's passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. It's also more deadly than even your strenuous flu. This is deadly stuff, right? That's quoted saying that. I didn't read that article. No, that's, yeah, that's what he said to Woodward on, on February 7th. Um, and and like Justin said, he at this point he was kind of already. I think he had already started at this point publicly, sort of downplaying it, right? Yeah. No, I I don't know if anyone didn't know this before, but uh, Trump lies sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I miss when presidents didn't lie to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the delusion we have now though which is people are like oh, god you know i miss george bush george bush was so awesome dude they're straight yeah. up yeah isn't that crazy <laughs> that i've like i've seen that post of like well what what was it when george bush like made a statement recently what was that regarding i don't fucking know he endorsed he, susan collins what was it he endorsed susan collins in maine for a senate no, and he also made a like a 9-11 post no, there was something else like before that. I think he was like talking about, um, oh, he came out of, it was like during uh, the George Floyd shooting, like mm-hmm. early of that. Mm-hmm. He like came out and like made a big post about like, basically, I mean, I, I don't know what it was word for word, but it was like kind of on our side of things and like how like, people need to be held accountable and shit like that. And everyone was like praising George Bush. And I was like, God, dude, that is like, man who, like who would who had that on their fucking 2020 bingo? Yeah, yeah dude. The, the man who who like ger- like turned Guantanamo Bay into a, a military black site. Yeah, like it's, that's who you're it, going for. It, it proves that in uh, like not even ten years from now, the like broader um, like sort of neoliberal project is is gonna partly uh, be com- be like con- it's partly gonna consist of like trying to rehabilitate Trump because fucking. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like the my pillow guy is the new president and he's worse somehow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sean Spicer was on fucking Dancing with the Stars after he got right. fired for the Trump administration. Yeah, right? they're like, like shaming these people and then next month they want to rehabilitate them. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Remember when Trump hosted uh, SNL? Yeah, during the campaign. Like, yeah, after, like after he had already, like this was like, it was well established what kind of campaign he was running and fucking yeah. Saturday Night Live who are like these, these like liberals. Right. And they're always mm-hmm. talking to now. They're always like, they were obsessed with Mueller. Oh my God. When the, when's the Mueller report going to come out? And, but they fucking platformed the guy after he said all, all mm-hmm. the racist shit about like people coming over the border and stuff. Fucking yeah. They thought it was funny. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. SNL is now on our hit list. Totally. Oh my god. <laughs> SNL, we're coming for you. Yeah. Um, there was one really, really funny part of this interview too, though. Um, it was so. I'm gonna read just like a little, a little um part of the 
part of the interview, the transcript. So mm-hmm. Woodward says to Trump, so he goes, your new national security advisor, O'Brien, said to you January 28th, Mr. President, this is going, this virus is going to be the biggest national security threat to your presidency. Do you remember that? And then Trump goes, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so so Trump goes, no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. I'm sure if he said it, you know, I'm sure he said it. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Nice guy. Oh my god. Attacked hard. <laughs> um and then Unbelievable. So so as this kind of Woodward stuff started playing out publicly, like once the, the book was was being talked about, um Trump Trump tweeted Bob Woodward had my quotes for many months. If he thought they were so bad or dangerous, why didn't he immediately report them in an effort to save lives? Didn't he have an obligation to do so? No, because he knew they were good and proper answers. Calm, no panic. <laughs> so this is like this is this is like perfect Trump, right? Like with like the the whole like deflection thing, obviously. Um, yeah, but then also, it's, a, it's like straight out of his playbook. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, he's also kind of right, though, too, right? I mean, like, like Bob Woodward did have this information for months, uh, and he waited for for that juicy book deal money, right? Yep. I mean, it's so. That's the thing is, like, Trump isn't wrong all the time. Like, mm-hmm. is he right that Nancy Pelosi shouldn't have been getting, you know, her hair done right now? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah right like it's like you know shit like that it's like i don't know people shit themselves every time trump is right about something mm-hmm. it's like well you know maybe bob woodward should have come out earlier but also like all the other stuff that's been reported about the president i'm kind of like whatever like we all knew what was happening it's not like this is like any big revelation i know it is i know people are treating it like that but we all fucking knew it so like why can't we just admit it you know it's like veritas shit like Groundwork. Wait, what about Project Veritas, TJ? This isn't some like Project Veritas, like <laughs> groundbreaking espionage type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James O'Keefe would have loved to break something like this if it was like a Democratic president, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he would dress. He would dress up as a Watergate. He would dress up as Bob Woodward. <laughs> yeah, Bob Woodward is literally the Watergate dude. Yeah, right? I know. No, yeah, Trump James sit down for this interview. <laughs> yeah, James O'Keefe just like puts on a Bob Woodward disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and like, so did you guys like? Why do you guys think that Trump did? I mean, he. So he did like accurately portray what the virus was and like what its implications would be to Woodward, right? So uh-huh. that is kind of interesting, right? Like why why do you guys think he he was doing that? Because he's just playing to his audience. Well, now he is. Sure, but but I'm just here's, saying go ahead go ahead Justin. Here's how I think Trump works mm-hmm. when he's trying to impress people specifically, right? So he gets these like press briefings and they will tell him like some complex phrases to say about a thing. So mm-hmm. like, that's what he's saying. It's like, Oh, it's even like worse than some of your walking flus or whatever. Like you can tell that he's doing that because he uses vocabulary that he would not use. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you know? Totally. Totally. 
Like, and you, so you can tell when he's doing this. And like when journalists like try to corner him and try to ask him like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? He'll just keep repeating these same things. It sounds smart enough. Mm-hmm. So that's his game. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he has these things that he can. Even if it's not like mm-hmm. accounting for like something he said previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't make any sense, he, he just says it. Right. That's like what we saw with the quid pro quo thing. Right. Yeah. Like, who the fuck knows what quid pro quo means? Like, he just brings that up and then everyone's arguing, oh, is this quid pro quo? <laughs> right. Yes. yes. And yeah. then it's like, well, you've lost if you're even, like, <laughs> talking about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kind of think that with, like, part, that's that's definitely part of how Trump works. I agree. And I, and I also think that an, another kind of thing that gets into how he works is, like, him sort of like I said, he accurately portrayed what the virus was and the effect that it was going to have on people to Woodward. And and, and what I'm kind of thinking here is that like th- this was ultimately before the virus shut everything down, obviously, right? Um, like some of the quotes are from like February 7th, which is kind of a long time before we shut down. It's like it's like over a month, right? Um, or about a month. At yeah, least. it's until March. Yeah, and so I think that Trump knew that these, this, like what he was saying was going to be in a book that Bob Woodward was writing and that a lot of people were going to read. And he wanted, when people read that, he wanted people to kind of perceive him as someone who dealt with a serious crisis, right? Like, kind of like a wartime uh, yeah. you know what i mean like so he's like yeah, yeah no this is an incredibly dangerous virus <laughs> i mean it's it's airborne it's it's really it's really a tricky one you know and people will read that they'll go oh yeah point. like that was that was really bad what we dealt with but but once it, but he he couldn't actually kind of he couldn't foresee like the the real real world implications of the virus once it actually set in and once and once you were forced to actually shut down the economy and what that meant so he wasn't actually ready to do what he needed to do to to be like a you know a quote-unquote like wartime president and really like lead the country through something you know totally um and yeah that's a really good point yeah he knew what he was getting into Right. Like he, he, well, like what I'm saying is that he, he did know, but he, he couldn't fully perceive it until it actually set in. And then he was like, no, no, never mind. Actually, the, the, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell this to the public. I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to downplay it. Right. Cause, cause if you, cause yeah. once, once you admit to the public what it is, the stock market takes a hit. Right. And that's one of his main kind of, that's one of his main things, right? We're going into election, an election. The stock market looks good. He wants to have that kind of under his belt when he's debating Biden and people do people do for some reason think that when the stock market is doing well, that that's like a good thing for them. Right. (laughs) Which like for, for some people it is. Um, and then for, for, I would say for a lot of people, it really doesn't fucking matter. Um, or is bad. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, definitely. Well, that was a fun episode, right? You guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can we just really also, since we're on the topic of Trump, mm-hmm. that really amazing thing that he said recently about burning flags? Oh my fucking god! What was yeah, it? Burning yeah. flags? Yeah. yeah. He was just like, if you burn a flag, it's not freedom of speech, and you should get a year in prison. Yeah, one year in jail. He's like, if I were a, if I were a congressman or a senator or whatever, I'd be I'd be bringing that up. I'd be on that. I'd be saying, nope. I also like I I personally would never burn a flag. That's not really my thing. But sure. But you know. If you want to burn a flag, burn a flag. Like, oh my yeah. god, it's a it fucking. It's definitely free speech. It's a fucking piece yeah, of fabric. Definitely. Like, oh my god. If you burn a flag with forty nine stars, like, is that okay? 
<laughs> like I think kind of like we talked about earlier, like it's like in, in our own kind of separate text chat, but it's like, it's wild that, or maybe you tweeted, tweeted that about how like, you know, liberals are like trying to encroach on like free speech. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Conservatives are, are going off about like free speech on college campuses and like all this dumb mm-hmm. bullshit. And then Trump is literally like, if you burn a piece of fabric, I want you to go to jail for a year. Like also the, the thing that always like impresses me too, is how dumb people are with like, you're not supposed to turn the flag into any sort of advertisement or oh, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Or like any, yeah, and they just like fucking basically like jerk off into it. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, they've got like the bikinis and shit with like it's the crazy. yeah. It's crazy, totally. and like you know, even like the blue, the blue line, and like the red line, and like shit like that is like technically like defamating the flag. Totally, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. I, I think they don't actually care about the flag. No, no, they don't. Say it. it's just it's just like <laughs> something that is like you know, symbolizes America, you know, and that they can co-opt into their own fucking weird. Exactly. It's like a cultural wedge for like white grievance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know like we all know already, like we've seen plenty of clips of Trump rallies and how sometimes it can be like, I mean, sometimes it's funny, obviously, but sometimes it's very dark. And like that clip that came out today was one of those things where it was a little dark. I mean, like the dude says, you know, put like, you know, put people in jail for a year for burning the flag and the crowd goes wild. It's like, (laughs) wow. It's not good. Um, it's yeah. And, uh, also, I think they've scheduled a debate with Biden. Did you guys see? I think I, I want to yeah. say I want to say it's the 29th. Are they screaming? That's right. Or superhuman drugs? Before exactly. Yeah, TJ. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what, what was it like? Trump. Trump basically said that like he wants before the the presidential debates, he wants both candidates to take a drug test because he's convinced that Biden took drugs before like some of those debates with bernie because he he just did too well he's way more energetic than usual genius oh my god so funny um what but i i think uh i i'm excited for the debate though i i I am i I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting we we will definitely we will definitely be covering that um we have to play uh like a bingo covering the debate what'd you say tj I said maybe we do a live stream on covering. The I would love to. We're gonna. That'd you know, be great. We're gonna try to figure. We're gonna try and figure out how to do that. Um, definitely. That'd be awesome. So, um, okay, guys, do you guys have any, any last uh, any last words? Any last yeah. comments? One last thing. Since we're on the subject of the debate, um, uh-huh. I think this might have just come out today or yesterday, but the Trump campaign is trying to get the Biden campaign to agree to have Joe Rogan moderate a four-hour. <gasps> oh, debate. I saw that. Oh, yeah, shit. I would actually love that. <laughs> You know what? I would I would prefer that, honestly. The, I would I would definitely listen, but that yeah. sounds awful to me. The whole presidential like yeah. everything right now is such a meme. Like fucking mm-hmm. go for it. I, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that I I have zero expectations for the like the kind of like corporate moderators to moderate it in any sort of fair way. Sure. I mean, like yeah. So they were primarily unfair to to Sanders during the 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 primary debates like the way that they frame every question is like basically a right-wing talking point yeah um, it's horrible but 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 the thing is is that they'll do that to biden too like it doesn't matter 
that he's yeah. not he's not actually like a left candidate. They're still going to do the yeah. same thing. They're sure, going well, we'll to be, be talking hot. about like anarchy in the streets. I like literally it's going to everything is going to be framed that way. So uh, that's why I would say I would you know what fuck it yeah let Joe Rogan do it. <laughs> Dude, that's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan at least said, I think he said he was going to vote for Bernie, didn't he? He probably, yeah. So I honestly, yeah. What a fucking like weird dude. Super weird. Yeah. Super weird. But uh, my favorite Joe Rogan meme is the one about like where he's like, uh, someone wrote over it like, the government doesn't want you to know this, but the ducks at the park are free. (laughs) 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 It's so funny, dude. Oh my God. So, so yeah, that's the sheeple's army kind of position on this, though. We don't, we don't really endorse Joe Rogan as like a person, but if he wants to moderate the debate, we will endorse that. Definitely. Um, and I think that's gonna be it for this for us this week. This this has been uh, episode two, and we will see everybody next week. Mm-hmm.